BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. Sports Yak. Welcome to episode 332 of Sports Yak. You mean the Moises Alou episode? Oh, I recognize that name. Moises Alou, the son of Philippe Alou, one of the famous Alou brothers, Philippe, Matty, and Jesus, all played at the same time in the major leagues. Then Moises Alou had some really good years with the Montreal Expos, played on a world champion with the Florida Marlins, played for the Houston Astros, and came to the Chicago Cubs. And he looked like he'd be playing in a World Series for the Cubs. And in Game 6 of the 2003 National League Championship Series, a fly ball was hit down the left field line. It curved into foul territory. Moises Alou leaped, and a man named Steve Bartman caught the ball. And I believe you know the rest. Wow. That ball. Yes. But Moises hit 332 home runs in his big league career. So, holy Moises, we give a dedication of episode number 332 to Moises Alou, who, by the way, Corey, was said to toughen his hands by urinating on them. Family Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents... Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! We have a lot of sports headlines to plow through, so let's start with some coaching changes. Here we go. Interesting story over at Westview yesterday. I was tipped onto this yesterday afternoon by a couple of people. Still have not heard back from any officials at Westview, but Ed Bentley is out as the boys' basketball coach. His teaching position has been posted at the high school. I don't want to go with any of the reasons that I have heard because I've not been able to confirm them. That said... Rob Yoder, who has over 300 wins in his coaching career as a Westview coach, stepped down after his son Charlie graduated because he wanted to be able to see Charlie play college ball. Charlie plays down at the University of Incarnate Word with Drew Lutz, and that's a Division I program in San Antonio, Texas. Short drive. Not a short drive, but I'm sure Rob would like to be able to 
maybe fly down there a couple times a year, maybe watch the games on the computer and things like that. But for the time being, he says temporarily he is in charge of the Westview program. He also says he has no idea what temporarily means. My sources tell me that he'll basically coach them this year while they go and look for another coach. Uh, difficult situation. You have to think that there there were some issues. It it obviously wasn't on the court. Westview was sixteen and seven last year, but I will say this: their best player going into last year was Drew Litweiler, and he left the team midway through the season. Drew Litweiler still got college scholarship offers and will play at Manchester University. So one wonders what happened between the head coach and Drew Litweiler and if that had ramifications on other players on the team. Hmm. Well, let's jump into the NBA. What have you heard and seen and read? Well, Rick Carlisle is returning to the Indiana Pacers. Story broke yesterday. Carlisle will sign a four-year deal worth $29 million to coach the Pacers, a team that he coached from 2003 to 2007. When he was an assistant under Larry Bird, the Pacers went to the NBA Finals. He became the head coach and won 61 games in his first year. Gradually, things deteriorated, and Carlisle wound up being dismissed by the Pacers, went on to Dallas. He coached in Dallas for 13 years and won an NBA title in 2010 with the Mavericks. After winning the NBA title in 2010 with the Mavericks, Dallas never got out of the first round. And here's the thing that troubles Pacers fans, because what's the argument on the Pacers these days? They never get out of the first round of the playoffs. So you've just brought a guy who for the last 11 years has not taken a team out of the first round of the playoffs and brought him into this situation. And I would dare say that the Dallas Mavericks probably have better talent than the Indiana Pacers do. So one wonders what the Pacers are thinking here in going back to the future and hiring Rick Carlisle. I know there's a lot of people who really like Rick Carlisle, think he's a great guy and a great coach, but he hadn't been able to show it in the Western Conference in over a decade. Mm. Well, let's see how that pans out here. Yeah, we will, uh, because we've been critical of the Pacers and their personnel. They fired Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan has gone to Atlanta, and the Atlanta Hawks seem to be doing just fine. <laughs> so maybe it's not the coaching. The easiest thing in the world is to say fire the coach. Usually what has to happen is there has to be a change above the coach so that you have a different personnel philosophy. It took the Chicago Bulls about 15 years to figure that out, and it may take the Indiana Pacers just as long. Speaking of NBA, let's talk playoffs, Chuck. Playoffs last night, the home team wins again in the West. In my mind, Corey, especially in basketball, a playoff series really isn't influenced one way or the other until the road team finally wins a game. And what happened? what's happening right now in the West is teams are holding home court. You'll remember Phoenix had that dynamic game to win, the tip-in from DeAndre Ayton. It just showed how close the Clippers were to beating Phoenix on its home court 
So it's no surprise that last night the Clippers go home to Los Angeles and cruise to a 14-point win over the Suns. They now trail in the series two games to one, but you have to think game four being played in L.A., chances are this is going to wind up being a seven-game series. Meanwhile, in the East, did you see the performance by Trey Young on Wednesday night against Milwaukee? I did not. The Bucks opening up at home in the Eastern Conference Finals, everybody making Milwaukee a heavy favorite in the series, and Trey Young and Atlanta go into Milwaukee and win that game as Trey Young scores 48 points. Wow. He is one of the great unsung young stars in this league. He is becoming son now through these playoffs, but he toils in oblivion down in Atlanta. And he is having himself quite the playoffs. The Hawks have done what only three other teams have done in NBA history, and that is win three game ones in a playoff series on the road. The Bulls had to do this, I think, 1989. They did it with Jordan. The Rockets have done it, and I believe the Toronto Raptors were the last team to do it. But Atlanta has gone into game one in every one of its series so far and won on the road, which speaks volumes for the Hawks. Remember, we just got done saying, well, the series doesn't really get lit up until the road team wins a game. When that happens in game one, now all of a sudden Milwaukee tonight has its back against the wall. They have to win this game at home if they're going to have a successful series. You know what I found fascinating about this particular playoffs is the amount of articles that are popping up of just interesting fun facts of like teams with no all-stars whatsoever that are making playoffs. Well, Phoenix would be yeah, would be one of those. And Phoenix is such an interesting story partially because of Monty Williams and everything he's gone through. Nice article in the South Bend Tribune today from a columnist from USA Today who kind of breaks down these these big moments in Monty Williams' life that have kind of led to what he's experiencing now. And two of them that we're all very familiar with, I think, around here. One, he's a player at the University of Notre Dame and finds out that he has a heart condition and has to sit out a season and was just miserable during that time. His girlfriend at the time, who would later become his wife, Ingrid, says you really have to rely on your faith get you through this so Monty really delved into the word he said it changed him as a person and he believes God also changed his heart not only spiritually but physically because a year later another doctor looks at and says no you can go play and he went back to the court played for Notre Dame got drafted and had a decent career in the NBA then he gets done with that who do you play for Oh, gosh, he knocked around the league for a couple of times. Okay, okay. So he gets done with that, and he's coaching in Oklahoma City, and his wife, Ingrid, and two of his kids are killed in a car accident. And, again, how he had to go and recover from that and how the team rallied around him and the coaching fraternity rallied around him. And Monty Williams said, you know, there were days where I could just burn through a box of cornflakes in one day. 
just beating, depressed, the whole bit. And people rallied around him, got him back into coaching, and he went down, he coached at New Orleans. It did not go well there. Phoenix looked at him said, we think that you're the answer for us. And he's taken a bunch of of separate parts. Remember, Chris Paul wasn't part of this team last year. He's taken Devin Booker was good, but he wasn't at the level he's at now. DeAndre Ayton was kind of floundering. He's taken all these parts, and he's made the Phoenix Suns one of the best in the West. Mm. 49 years old, Monty Williams. Great guy. Okay. Let's talk Olympics. That's just around the corner. Well, we find out today that the Olympic women's wrestling team will be training at St. Mary's. What? Yes, they will be training at St. Mary's College for about 10 days, from June 27th to July 7th. So we're going to reach out and see if we can get Sarah Hildebrandt, the young lady from Penn High School. Maybe she will be able to join us on the yak. What's the attraction about St. Mary's? Well, I think it's available. It's a place that they can train. All women's school. Okay. So there's places for them to stay as well. Okay. And wow. Is it? Do you, do you think that's a local connection with the pen? Do you think there's I something think, there? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Wow. So that's nice that... That's it, happened before, though. I'm sorry I, I'm being ignorant, but Olympic teams have done training in this town before. Right. Don't I remember some sort of uh, rowing or something on the East River? Well, the kayak. The yeah. kayak and canoe trained on the East Race because it was similar to the course that they were going That's through. right. Okay. Face. So they'll be training here, and then I think they uh, will go to Colorado Springs for the last couple of weeks. But I think part of it, too, is to keep it fresh so that they're not in the same place for a month. That can get boring, so you you got some different things okay. to do. But then also, uh, Steve Reynolds, the girls' basketball coach over at Washington High School, asked me earlier this week when Skyler Diggins was named to the team, how many kids from South Bend schools have ever gone to the Olympics? And so kind of didn't exactly know where to start, but thankfully with Google, sometimes you get twists and turns and rabbit holes and I kind of found a, a website that helped at least give me birthplaces of Olympians and there's been something like eight or nine Olympians born in South Bend so then you start weaving through those well the Meredith brothers who were hockey players moved up to Minnesota when they were young uh, then there are other people like Jamie Dickman who was on a rifle team, she went to Marion. She didn't go through the South Bend schools. Mark Hazinski was an Olympic table tennis player, but he was homeschooled. Turns out there are three kids throughout history who have gone through the South Bend schools who have gone on to the Olympic Games. Okay. Dan Harrigan was the first. He was a swimmer at South Bend Adams. Wound up qualifying for the 1976 Olympic team. Those Olympics were competed up in Montreal. Dan lives in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. now. Then there was a sprinter by the name of Leroy Dixon who went to LaSalle High School. Uh, he was on the 2008 team in Beijing. 
Leroy was an accomplished sprinter from about 2007 to 2010. He was really competing on a high level. Unfortunately, going going into those Beijing games, he had had a hamstring injury. He was still on the team, but I don't think he actually competed in Beijing. And now you have Skylar Diggins, who went to Washington. So it doesn't happen very often. In fact, with Penn, with these two young ladies they have on the Olympic team, Sarah Hildebrandt in women's wrestling and Annie Drews in women's volleyball, those are the first two Olympians ever from Penn High School. Elkhart has a notable one, Lindsey Benko, who won gold over in Sydney. I have an autographed swim cap from her. Terrific young lady. Mm-hmm. That's a cool. Thank you for that fun fact. Yeah. I, How long did you research? Longer than I would like to say. <laughs> um, was it, it Casablanca long? Was it Lord of the Rings long? It was somewhere between the two. Or was it a Seinfeld episode with no commercials No, long? no, 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 no. It was, uh, what was the movie I was touting the other day with you, 13 Hours? Yes. It wasn't the title of the movie. It was probably about the length, length of, the, of movie. the movie. Okay. That's a good fun fact. Thank you. Well, I asked my wife, I was like, you want to watch the Cubs game last night? She's like, yeah. And I showed her the start time, and she said, no. Yeah. 10-10 <laughs> start, so I knew that it wasn't going to be anything on my radar or yours because we have to be in here so early for the morning show that we do. So, woke up this morning, and one of the first things I do after I wake up, Corey, while I'm waiting for the coffee to brew, is check the scoreboard. Scanning the scores. Especially on the overnight scores. Yes, the Cubs won. We can leave the W flag out front. They win 4 nothing. And I hadn't really seen any graphics or any headlines or anything, so, okay, they won 4 nothing. And I come in here to write the morning sports report, and it's like, and oh, by the way, they combined for a no-hitter. Now, my lack of knowledge on that was understandable. I was asleep. The lack of knowledge of the Cubs' bullpen about this is somewhat shocking. And yet, when Craig Kimbrell finishes the no-hitter and Contreras is fired up, he's coming from behind the plate, and the players are all coming, to, and he's like, and he had to be told that he had just completed a no-hitter. Andrew Chafin was quoted after the game saying where they're located, where the bullpen is located at Dodger Stadium, you can only see part of the scoreboard. So you can't see the area that has the runs, hits, and errors. You see, like, who's coming up and things like that. But you can't see the fact that there are no hits in the game. So, Zach Davies worked the first six innings. Now, Zach Davies was walking the world. He walked five guys, but he didn't give up a hit. And then the Cubs turned to the term you used to like to use about the old WNU days, the three-headed Hydra. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the Cub bullpen is right now. When they get a lead after six, you know you're getting Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, Craig Kimbrell. And, man, they have been lights out. And they were again last night. Each of them throws one inning, gives up no hits. And so for the first time in Cubs history, a franchise that's been around since 1876. This is a first-time moment. First time that they've ever thrown a combined no-hitter. That's awesome. So history made at Dodger Stadium. It was also the first time Albert Pujols is on the Dodgers now. 
had great years with the Cardinals, another 10 great years with the Angels. I think this might be his 20th season. He has played in nearly 3,000 Major League games. It is the first time he has played on a team that has been no hit. Ooh. (laughs) That was a fun fact during the late night dinner. John Bugshambi pulled that one out on the broadcast light last night. I'm sure he had some help, but nevertheless, uh, what a great moment for the Cubs. The win, very important. It gets the road trip at Dodger Stadium off to a good start. It also gets them into a first-place tie with the Milwaukee Brewers in the National League Central. The Cubs and Brewers both sitting about, I I believe as the standings are today, about four and a half in front of the Reds and Cardinals in the NL Central. So, very important win for the Cubs last night. Good start to the road trip. You'd like to see them win at least one more of the last three. And they beat Walker Bueller last night. Walker Bueller was 7-0 and on the year going into that game. So that's a, that's a nice win for Zach Davies and the Cubs. Bueller. White Sox were off last night. They return home to open up a homestand against the Seattle Mariners. Three-game series. I hope the Sox are not plotting to go against uh, Sarah Hildebrandt, Annie Drews. Those are Olympians. <laughs> they are them. not Seattle Mariners. Are the so, Cubs? Uh, are they on the West Coast through the weekend? Yes, they're okay. they're in L.A. It's a four game series. Okay, in L.A. Uh, the Tigers got smoked last night by the Astros. The Astros, man. I, I, again, you always have to bring this up when you mention the Astros. I don't know if somebody's banging the trash can, but they're hitting the ball really, really well right now. They beat the Tigers last night by a count of twelve to three. Carlos Correa had three hits and three RBI for the Astros. Let me ask you this, and unfortunately the weather is such this weekend that I don't know if the South Bend Cubs are going to get any of their games in Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be torrentially wet. Mm-hmm. Are you influenced at all when you go to a South Bend Cub game by how the team is doing in the standings? Do you Do you care about any of that, or is it mainly the social-slash-cultural experience of being at a South Bend Cubs game. The second one. Good. Because they've lost eight in a row. And in the last three, they've been non-competitive. Uh, they lost last night by a count of 9-1, to one, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Off the tracks a little bit, and huh? And I think the best news for the team playing, I feel bad for Joe Hart and... The rest of the squad down there that has to sit there and watch this downpour all weekend and see three weekend games go by the boards. I feel badly for the people that won our Pulse FM contest and have tickets to the game tonight, which is supposed to be a fireworks Friday. That doesn't look good. Um, But maybe the best news for this ball club is to get away from playing for the next three days because they're not good right now. Yeah, Fort Wayne's got their number. And there's there's some interesting blood happening between those two teams this season. Has so. been for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting to note that LSU baseball has hired a new coach, and his name is not Link Jarrett. It's Jay Johnson from the University of Arizona who will take over for Paul Maneri, which is good news for Notre Dame baseball fans because Link Jarrett's name had been mentioned as a finalist for the LSU job. Now, When I talk to people around the program, they said 
They're not surprised that LSU was interested. They're not surprised that Link would talk to them. They Part of them would have been surprised had he left early. But what you have to remember, kids, is that LSU, its facilities are far removed and improved from what Notre Dame has. And what they pay for baseball coaches is far removed and improved. Plus, fan support. Yes. I've seen the pictures of that ballpark. I've been there. People show up to games. They tailgate. They tailgate for baseball games. It's a big deal. So hopefully, at least Link can use a little bit of this as leverage because he has talked about, I mean, he's been very direct about the improvements that need to be made to Frank X Stadium. Frank X Stadium, when it was built, was state-of-the-art. That was 30 years ago. The art has changed states. So they need to make some improvements to that place because I'll be honest with you, it's a very sterile place to watch a ball game. Gertrude Stein once said of the city of Oakland, there's no there there. And you could say the same about Frank X Stadium. And that would say a lot if the university upped the game by updating that. It would say they're actually making a commitment to the baseball team. care about baseball. Yeah. Okay. Which... You know, quite frankly, one wonders if that commitment is there. Throw me this hockey headline and let's move forward. Montreal going to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since 1993. If you are an old-time hockey fan or a long-time hockey fan, that headline seems almost impossible because for years, Les Habitants, the Canadiens, were the gold standard of the National Hockey League. But they have not been to a Stanley Cup Finals even since 1993. They punched their ticket last night with a 3-2 overtime win over Vegas. They win that series four games to two. Corey, I'll say it. A lot of people believe that is a major upset, the fact that the Golden Knights lost that series. And so now Montreal waits for the winner of tonight's Game 7 between Tampa Bay and and the Islanders, it will be played in Tampa Bay. The Lightning or the defending Stanley Cup champs should be a dramatic night of hockey down in Florida. You ever been to Nassau Coliseum? Uh, where the island? I've been by it. I haven't been in it. Mm-hmm. Boy, was that place rocking for Game Six! And you were you were talking about an interview you heard with the Islanders, the play-by-play play-by-play guy. guy yesterday. But he's you know. That might be the final game in that building because yeah. they've got a new facility in November, mm-hmm. and that's when hockey kind of fires up, right? Usually, yeah. Okay. All right. Overrated, underrated. I have a Twitter question from one of our uh, uh, lovely listeners, the Fast and Furious franchise. Let me ask you this. Have you seen any of those? I can proudly say no. You've never seen one of the nine movies. It does not have any appeal to me whatsoever. So I can comfortably say this series is overrated. (laughs) Uh, I will will agree. Because if I haven't gone to see it, eh, I I have heard, and I think you and I had an off-air discussion yesterday morning, that this most recent one, is complete and utter garbage. Yes. 
I saw a Twitter review, and it was the Twitter review was so well written on how bad this movie is. But uh, Ranker.com, you know I love my lists. The Fast and the Furious, the original, is the best if you're going to dabble in the nine and the one spinoff. And who's in that movie? Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, and Hot Women. Well, Paul Walker is the gentleman that passed away, correct? Mm-hmm. Ja Rule is in that movie. Uh, in at number two, as far as the franchise, Fast Five is the number two spot. And I assume to- that's the fifth mm-hmm. of the sequence. They didn't do the numbers right. They start jumping around with their titles. Number three, Fast and Furious 6, which adds Dwayne The Rock Johnson to the lineup. Was Paul Walker still in that one? Yes. Okay. Furious 7 is in the number four spot. Uh, Tyrese Gibson added to the lineup somewhere along. Oh, he he got added in number two, but uh, he's in that one. Too Fast, Too Furious in at number five. And then it goes down from there. But, um, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, according to this list, is the worst of all of them. And that's a spinoff. Shouldn't even count. Shouldn't even count. But basically, nothing that's been made since Paul Walker passed away is worth anything. That's what they're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. And in my eyes, nothing that was made prior to that was worth (laughs) anything. going to see either so i'll go overrated that's all i have on my end of overrated underrated did you bring something i have a name that came up late in our morning show today oh my and that is the musical talents of mr kenny loggins underrated i agree underrated you put together a little spotify playlist of somewhere between six and nine songs and you got yourself a great, nostalgic, especially for you and I in our age group. I, we're, You know what? We're going to have to go. We're I go, knew we're you going. were going. I, I knew as soon as he got going in this, <laughs> it's like somebody warm up the Google because he's going right from there to Spotify and he's going to dial up some Kenny Loggins. Underrated. Here's what I'm putting. Here's what I'm putting on the Kenny Loggins playlist. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this bad boy off with I'm Alright. Okay. From uh, Caddyshack. Then I'm just gonna kinda go all over the place. Little uh, danger zone. How about this is it? This is it. Footloose. You know, slow things down to give yourself a breather, a little meet me halfway. Throw it way back whenever I call you friend with Stevie Nicks. I mean, you mentioned three movie hits right there yeah he was a force to be reckoned with on movie soundtracks double or nothing from rocky four i don't remember that one Mm -mm. you know you want to get a little super nostalgic little return to poo corner oh come on (laughs) i lived with a kenny loggins super fan in the early 90s and uh let me tell you what forever that's a great ballad right there yeah, Kenny Loggins. I go super under. Got married completely nude in the woods. Excuse me? Completely naked. Wedding. Totally nude. I hope Moises Alou wasn't there to shake his hand. If I remember correctly, What a Fool Believes might have a Kenny Loggins writing credit. 
Well, that's the thing. He wrote a lot of songs, too, wrote that he's not necessarily given credit for. ton of hits. Heart to heart. Hang on a second. Can we? Oh, come on. I didn't realize what a nerve I had struck with. Kenny Loggins. My goodness. Wow. This is as excited as I've seen you about an overrated, underrated in some time. This song's a jam right here. When this bad boy You're excited in, because we've got that little gopher in the other studio that dances to that, that gopher went back to my house. I didn't want him getting hurt. That's a great soundtrack song from Caddyshack. That, that's funny. It, it reminds you of the movie. And... Oh, come on, Chuck. It's going to be a footloose Friday at the house now because of you. Good for... Underrated. Good for Debbie. She gets to enjoy some footloose today. What do you say? Oh, underrated. Yeah. No question about it. Uh, And again, because I mentioned he's credited with writing a lot of songs that he didn't even perform on. He even did the theme to Caddyshack 2, Nobody's Fool. Nobody really wants to claim that. (laughs) Uh, that said, let's get into the one-hit wonder, which Kenny Loggins obviously would not be a part of. No. Uh, yesterday, an easy victory for Baby Got Back. Was it? Yeah, it was. I was kind of hoping Sir Mix-a-Lot were, would be served up a loss. No. And today, you are just getting ready to put onto Twitter. So I'm going to do it right now. Fresh as the people go to look at it. Give it to me one more time. We got, uh... We've got Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice mm-hmm. and taking on Billy Vera and the Beaters with At This Moment, a song that was only popular because it was shown on Family Ties, which was, I believe, the number one TV show at the time in the 80s. I remember this song. I was never a fan, but I do remember how popular it was. This was Alex P. Keaton falling in love with somebody. And I, what did you think? It's kind of a great wedding song. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a definitely a relationship song. I have tweeted it out, Chuck Freebie. It's been tweeted. So who are you gonna go with? Vanilla Ice or Billy Vary and the Beaters in this one hit wonder contest. This will wrap up the second round, kids. When we get done with this, we're down to the sweet sixteen. Mm. My goodness. Well, as the barnyardigans say, into the thick of it, into the weekend we go, Chuck Freebie. You're on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports, still awaiting word from the good folks at Twitter as to whether I'm verified or not. I just don't care. I'm at My Name is Corey and Sports Yak with two Ks. Until next time, Yak fans. Oogalooga, Moises Aloo. Let's just elbow bump. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.